This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. And I'm Ryan Stanger. Uh, sorry, Ryan Stanger. <laughs> Ryan Stanger is usually with me, but... He is not today, so it's just me riding solo. And you guys, you have found The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast where we are dedicated to, this is the part Stanger usually says, we are dedicated to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of information if we can. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. What's up, Bell Babies? It's your girl, Erin, here to truly just rock your world with my interviewing skills, um, how much I like to talk about myself. Um, you guys know the drill. Uh, you've been here for a while. I have a, a great guest today, um, Steph. She is a person that I have looked up to on Instagram for a while. She's also a trainer. Um, and I, I just love her her openness online, her like viewpoint on training and, and her journey with it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'll give her a real, uh, you know, the real intro here. Um, today, everybody, we are very lucky to have on the show, Steph Wilberding, trainer, coach, actor, and singer. Everybody give it up. And welcome to the weight room. All right. Well, welcome to the weight room, Steph Wilberding, everybody. Did I do it? You did it. That's me. <laughs> I call you leading lady fitness in my head. Everybody, this is Steph. She is uh, one of the trainers that I follow on Instagram that makes me feel like um, I'm not alone in the world. <laughs> Steph, how are you? I'm good, and I can say the same about you. Oh, wow. Thank right? you. That's really nice. You're welcome. <laughs> especially especially knowing that that barbell is living on in your hands. Yes, yes. So I yeah. got my barbell from you when you were making a big move. One of many. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Yeah. I know. So, okay. So you are a trainer. Um, mm -hmm. I want to hear how you got into it. Let's start from the beginning, baby. Let's okay. do it. How did you That's get into it? So it's interesting you ask. This, like, April will be 10 years in the fitness industry. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I was living in New York City, and um, I'm a musical theater actress as well, which is okay. where the leading lady comes from. I can tell you the whole story behind that if you'd like. But um, I had done a show with this guy named Mark Fisher, and he was an actor and a trainer as well. And he started doing this six week thing called Snatched in Six Weeks, which he like rented out a room that would typically be used for dance auditions in the middle of Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. And he had a cabinet of kettlebells and resistance bands. And he just started this six week transformation, whatever you want to call it thing. Mm -hmm. And I was out of town working on a cruise ship and I saw all these people doing it. And when I got back to town, I signed up and wait, wait, wait. I did, How did it. How did you see them on a cruise ship? Because <laughs> cruise ships are not known for their internet access. <laughs> I, anytime I was on land, I would not go see anything except for a coffee shop with Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> okay, there it is. I love it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got back to New York. I signed up. I did it. And he did this thing where there was like a before and after competition. If you had the biggest transformation, you got all your money back. Oh. And so I went all in. <clears throat> Never swung a kettlebell in my life. And I won and got all my money back. And wow. it was like 500 bucks. Yeah, it was like 500 bucks at the time for six weeks. And so I said, just keep it and I'll do it again. Because that's the only training thing he offered was this six-week program, right? Okay. So I did it again. So I trained with him essentially for 12 weeks. And then I went and did another show somewhere. And then when I got back to town, um, in the time that I was gone, which was like another six or eight months, he opened a brick and mortar facility in Hell's Kitchen. Like his six week program took off so fast. Like everyone in the Broadway community did it. Wow. And so he opened a gym and it was like called Broadway's gym. And um, I went back and I was there as a client, which he called everybody there was called a ninja. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. You would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, you would love it. It still exists. So oh, wow. cool. I went back as a client and just, you know, started taking classes and it like, was the first time I kept showing up and I lived in Queens at the time. And if I was taking like a class at 11 o'clock, I would leave my house at 10, take class at 11 to 12, get home by one shower, and then go back into the city to wait tables. So I was giving this place three hours of my time wow, just to take one class. Um, so after a few months, Mark pulled me aside uh, after class and was like, you know, I think you'd be a really great addition to the team here. And I was like, oh, you mean at the front desk? Because <laughs> um, I had like a business background before I became an actor and he knew that. So I just assumed, you know, yeah. so you mean on the business team? He's like, no, I think as a trainer, I think people would really identify as your, um, with your journey. Um, if you think about it and he gave me some more information hmm. and it would have, it required that I would have pressed pause on acting for a while. But, um, like before I got home that day, I texted him and I was like, I'm in, I don't know what this means, but let's do it. Oh my so he gosh. took me under, yeah, he took me under his wing. Now, listen, I was very, I am very athletic. I always had been, I played mm -hmm. a ton of sports growing up. So it wasn't, and I think he recognized that like my movement was, is good. So he knew that like, that wasn't the thing that needed to be trained. It was like, I needed to learn how to teach and coach and, right. you know, coach on the fly and manage 15 people at a time. So anyway, he took me under his wing for a few months and the spring of 2013, I taught my first class. Wow. 2013. That has yeah. been 10 years. That's yeah. insane. I also love so, that this, uh, that he just pulled you aside at like, I just like, now I'm like, should I do that to any of my clients? <laughs> well, I have a client. I have a friend who was a client who is now a trainer. Yeah. It's like a very interesting, like a very similar journey. Like she had, she had never worked out ever. And she came to my gym that I had in LA. Did you know that I had a gym in LA? I, you might've mentioned it in passing okay. when I came to get the barbell from you. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about some that later, but yeah. a woman who trained with me at my gym, um, she had never touched a kettlebell. She had never trained really. And she just like dove in and, um, now she's a trainer and she works in LA. Wow. That's, awesome. that's, I mean, it is, it's really, it is really cool. It feels very, um, 
Yeah, kind of like uh, wax on, wax off, karate kit. Like uh-huh. it just feels like, mm-hmm. okay, I've imparted this wisdom into you, and now go fly, little butterfly. You know, I love that. I think uh-huh. it's fun. Yeah, I mean that is kind of what happened with me, um, too. Which is, I just got into fitness, loved it so much, it clicked with me in a way that, and I wasn't athletic at grow, growing up, mm. and so I never really thought it could be a thing I did. And yeah. like for money <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> and now it is, and it is like, oh, this is, it's cool. I, and I hope some yeah. of my clients become trainers. That'd be fun. It's cool. Yeah. Because it is a job that you don't have to have it be your only job. You can do other stuff if you want to. It is very true. one of those kinds of jobs that you can, you can use it and then let it go and then bring it back and all that kind of stuff. It. I guess that could be any job. Well, I think there is some independence in it. It just depends on like, you know, my experience, what it has mostly been up until now, or I should say up until like the last year, fitness was all I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also because of where I worked in New York. Like we were full time there. Um, and the, the beautiful part about that was I pressed pause on acting but I got to train everybody in my community. So I didn't have to leave the theater community to do something else. I love that. So that was really, really fantastic. And then when I moved to LA, it was an opportunity to open a gym with some investors. And basically that community was built from like New York people saying to their LA friends, you should go check out this gym, meet stuff, blah, 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 blah. So again, it was like an extension of a theater creative community. So I was always part of it. I love that. Which felt, felt like I was never that far away Mm -hmm. from it. Um, and then just in the past year to year and a half, um, have I like started to go back into the theater world as a performer. Yeah. Are you so able to like yeah. get your clients to get you in? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it's interesting. I will tell you a story. Okay. So there's, I think we have time for a story. So we do. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Okay. I'm a musical theater actress by that's my thing. Right. Okay. Um, I'd love to do film and TV at some point if anyone's listening and they can give me a job, but like I primarily <laughs> sing and act. Right. Yeah. So I found myself one day at Mark Fisher and teaching and I like looked and like two or three, there's 14 like mats in the classroom where people worked. Like two or three of the mats were like taken by like the top casting directors, choreographers, like all these people that I had either tried to get in front of for many years mm-hmm. in an yeah. audition or have moments where I'm like, oh my God, I just fell flat on my fucking face at that audition. Right. And now I'm training them. Sorry, is it okay that I cursed? Oh <laughs> crap, we have to stop. I guess it's okay. Uh, okay, so anyway. <laughs> Mom, don't listen so, to this one. Yeah, yeah. So those people became my, you know, people I taught. And it was just a great reminder that everyone's on the same playing field when it comes to taking care of ourselves. Right. Um, everyone has shit going on in their head about their body and about their abilities. Um, so fast forward. Um, I, when I got back into some auditioning, um, one of the guys I had trained a lot at the gym was, is a casting director. And, um, I didn't tell anybody. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to one of these required actors equity auditions where you like, you sign up ahead of time, you just show up. It was for the show Waitress, which was on Broadway yeah. at the time. It had just it had just opened. And they're required, the union is required to have 
auditions every six months or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I know I'm like technically right for this show. Um, when it comes to type, there's a bunch of women in it, character women, all ages, all sizes. Um, no one's like kicking their face doing, you know, pirouettes across the stage, which I don't do. So nonetheless, I was like, this is a great audition to go, uh, go to because I have an audition in a few years. I just want to see what it feels like. So I walk in the room and behind the table is this guy who, his name's Pat, who had taken my classes for now a few years. And I walked in, he's like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I was like, hi. He's like, I didn't even know you were an option anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I didn't even realize you were in the mix. I was like, well, I kind of haven't, but I'm back. And he's like, oh my God. Okay, so whatever. So it was really (laughs) exciting. I nailed the audition. Yeah. And he actually like got me to like, I got to like the final, final, final callbacks and almost booked my first Broadway show. I didn't get it. But he said to me later, he said, I'm in your corner Mm. now. Like, you know, and that's not to say that you have to go be a trainer to book a Broadway show. But (laughs) But it is an option. (laughs) It is an option. And it's just a great story. I like when you meet people on a different level. Yeah. Right. Then how your relationship can shift and change. And I do think that to bring it back to fitness, when you're training somebody and helping them discover strength or. Um, movement for the first time or the first time in a while, there's a vulnerability and there's a level of trust there that then leads to like a different relationship outside the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. I've seen similar, like I have like taught some old, like improv teachers, like people that taught me improv. Now I'm teaching them fitness. And that is one of the, like, I have to just like, I have to just like shake my head like rattle my brain a little bit and then just be like, mm-hmm. that's a human being. You don't remember anything before. You won't remember anything after and yeah. go. Like it really is because you, I could see where you could get in your head about some of that stuff. And yeah. at least for me, a God. And so I, you know, it, but it is really, and I, I think I'm, I think I have done it now enough times that I can, that I don't have to take as much before like as Uh much like kind of like a deep breath and go like, and so that Uh is, that is nice, but it like, you know, casting director for Broadway. Damn. That's a, (laughs) that's a big one. Um, but it is, that's really cool. I mean, and, uh, God, I wish you would have been a waitress. I would have been, Oh, well, maybe I'll do it in like the regional production in Sacramento. Hell yeah. You can drive up and see. (laughs) Okay, deal. Okay, you're you're right. That's that one's way better. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you moved to L.A. You you open a gym in L.A. like Mm -hmm. brick and mortar. Brick and mortar in North Hollywood. Hell yeah. Valley. Okay, great. Yep. It was this awesome space. Uh like blood, sweat, and tears in that place. Um, it was called HK Fitness. Um, HK was two, had two like meanings to it. Um, it was a shout out to the neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen back in New York where I kind of like learned yeah. the ropes, so to speak. And then it also stood for humankind. Like we, and it was like the tagline was, it's a human kind of fitness. Like humankind was two different words. Love it. It was a human kind of fitness. And so I just wanted it to be a very inclusive, welcoming place. And it was awesome. Um, it was all group fitness kettlebell classes, which is what my history had been. Yeah. Um, and to be like a very long story short, it was an amazing place. Had 
huge potential and we just didn't have the right business plan behind it. Mm. And so we opened in January, like five years ago today we opened or five years ago this month, I should say, um, January of 18. And then we closed Christmas of 18. So we weren't quite open a full year. Well, not that, not that it's like great, but I thought you were going to say then like the pandemic hit and it was all over. <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone. Yeah. It did not close because of the pandemic. It closed because it wasn't a great business plan. Sure. Great. But you know, I was, I was there as the, like, I ran the place I taught. I did, you know, I was running the show, so to speak. So I say that so I can skip over a ton of yeah. unnecessary details to say that it wasn't open terribly long, but it did. It was the first of four plus years for me in LA, which I'm really glad I got to do. I mean, that's uh, LA is an interesting place, fitness wise. I would. I I wonder if you had noticed. Like, was there any sort of cultural difference between New York and Los Angeles with fitness? Yes. Um, now granted the first year I was there, I was basically eating and sleeping and breathing in my space. So I didn't really get out a lot, Mm -hmm. but then after it closed, I had to kind of switch gears very quickly. And I started renting space out all over Los Angeles and training my people. So I did like a lot of small groups. And so that put me in other gyms that like kind of rented out space. So I was able to see the culture, Um, and you know, to be quite honest, I don't know that it's that entirely different than certain parts of the New York fitness scene. Mm -hmm. Um, but in LA, everything is, and this isn't just fitness related, but fitness related, you go to a space and then there's so much space around it. (laughs) Like (laughs) there's just so much more space in LA. So when you're experiencing something, you really feel it. If that makes any sense. In New York, you experience something and like 8 million things are right next to you. Right. That's interesting. So you you kind of just like experience it and move on in New York. In LA, I was able to go like, oh, okay. I was able to kind of sit back, right? Mm. Um, I think the thing that was more glaring to me in LA, and I do think it's a spatial thing I'm trying to explain, was the trendy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm not poo pooing anything like I am not sure. like here to say like certain things aren't great. But coming from like a strength and conditioning background. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> we're doing yoga, tap dancing and step aerobic or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like there was a lot of things that were like, well, it's a hybrid of kettlebell swings and planking and um, and you're attached to a and bungee jazz- and yeah <laughs> and after yeah. and they're in your and you're it's like the heat is on really high <laughs> like yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. and it's like eight million degrees and you have to wear a sweatsuit um, which listen if it makes people move and feel better great yes so I think I notice a little bit more of that if that answers the question yeah I. I definitely like, I really haven't spent a lot of time in New York. So, you know, I'm like the, the thought of working out in New York also seems so funny to me because like everyone walks like a million steps Mm -hmm. a day. So it's like, do you really even need to like strength train? But you do, but it's just like, like, and where do you go? Cause you're right. Like in LA there, it's like what a coffee shop is in Seattle, a gym is in LA. It's like, there's so many everywhere. <laughs> there's so many. 
But I will say one thing I loved about LA is the amount of physical activity you can get outside year round. Yes. That's something. And it was really the first time for me where physical activity could also be social. Yeah. Like more so than like I go take class and I shoot the shit with somebody when class is over. Like literally saying like, let's grab a coffee and go to Fryman Canyon and like do the thing. Right. Yep. That I, I, I loved and I miss, and I'm actually prioritizing about where I now live. Yeah. I have to live somewhere where I can be outside. I don't care if I have to bundle up, but there needs to be a place that is like a dedicated hike or walking place. Yep. Cause it was so important to me. I had it in New York when I lived there most recently, but it's just not quite the same. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, what is it? We're on day like, we're on day one of two of it raining this week. And last week it rained like two out of seven days, which is not, or maybe three out of seven, but it's like not that much. But when you're used to being able to just go outside every day on a walk, it is like, oh my gosh, I am like mentally unwell after like yeah one day of rain in LA oh boy someone check on me I'm like (laughs) like the end is near everyone everyone I know because intellectually you're like the rain is necessary I get it I get it yes (laughs) but then also it rains and people in LA a you can't get outside nobody wants to drive no I feel like everyone's like I'm working from home today I know I know and I'm from the northwest so every part of me is like Aaron shut up don't bring that umbrella, <laughs> suck it up, get outside. And I'm like, yeah. uh, well, that part of me is gone. So now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now like we used to take, I feel like, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I used to be a preschool teacher and when it would rain for like seven, it would rain constantly forever for the whole winter months. And we, we would take the kids. It was a big tree in the backyard of where I worked and we would just run them under the tree. Like one of us, like one of the teachers would be like, it's my turn. I'll go. And so we would like lead the charge and we would just run in circles. Like we were cattle. I don't know. Horses. What's the, it was just. And so that's what it feels like. It's like, I need a tree. I need a tree to run under. Um, yeah. So sadly I have a tree, but we trimmed it before the rain. So it's does, it does nothing. Right. <laughs> it does nothing. Um, okay. Back to you. Okay. Okay. So we're in LA. You've, you're done with your gym. You're training people uh-huh. all over town. The pandemic hits. Yes. So pandemic hits. And I remember exactly where I was. Um, well, not that like hit, but like (laughs) it was Friday, I believe it was actually Friday the 13th of March, which is freaky. Mm -hmm. And I was, one of the gyms I trained out of is called Push Private Fitness, a great little spot in Toluca Lake on Riverside Drive. And I had a client, I trained there, um, a couple nights a week and she and I trained, it was like Friday at five o'clock. And this is when all the news was like everything was shutting down this whatever. Yeah. And I said to her, I was like, I think I need to email everybody that like I have to cancel next week. She's like, yeah, I think you do too. I was like, okay, I'll go home and do that. So I did. I went home and you know, all small group training and private training is canceled. So we know what's going on. And then literally the next day it was like LA shut down for five years. Like it was just like it, like everything stopped. 
And plus, we were all like, what the hell is happening? So I think that Saturday, like the next day, it hit me that like, what are we going to do? So I just got on Facebook and Instagram and said, I'm teaching a free class tomorrow at noon on Zoom, body weight only. And like all these people showed up. So we did it. And I was like, do you guys want these more? And they're like, yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, because we were all going loony. Yeah. So I started doing a class every day at noon Pacific for $5. Uh, uh, donation based, no more than $5. So oh. that, you know, a lot of my community were still actors who were like, now what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So you could. If you didn't pay me anything, I wasn't going to come find you. If you paid me anything, it was no more than five bucks. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what I did for like, for, for a very long time, but that's what got the ball rolling. And then a few weeks, uh, maybe a month into that, um, a few people were like, I can't make your class times because X, Y, and Z, would you do a private zoom session? I was like, sure. So then I started doing that. So about six months in, I moved into a new apartment, into my own place where the one that you eventually got the barbell from. Yeah. And um, I continued doing Zoom classes and one-on-one Zoom. And then I would say like a year after, I can't remember exactly when now, but once it was like, I'm comfortable being across from you. Once I was vaccinated is probably what it was. Like I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable sharing space with you even outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a yard. So some of my clients that were LA based that were zoom clients started coming to my backyard. Yeah. And that's why I bought a barbell and a bunch of plates, more kettlebells, a bench. And so then for that whole year, I trained people from my backyard, zoom classes and some zoom one-on-ones. And that's what I did until I left. Man. And it completely changed my business to being now a hundred percent online. Yeah. I know. I, you know, I started being a trainer right before, right before the, uh, I can't even say I started. I got my certificate right before Mm -hmm. and I hadn't started and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, I guess that's it for me. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was just like, I'll just keep being an assistant and that'll be okay. And then I had a person ask if I would do a Zoom, a one-on-one. I was like, no, that's weird. <laughs> and so, I mean, because Zoom was weird, like for, yeah. uh, you know, at least before the pandemic, I was like, no, why would I do that? I'll call you or... Right. Or we'll text. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and so then. Yeah. And now it's just like part of our life. Yeah, it's part of our life. And I tried to get like when things were opening back up, I was like, come to my gym at my house. And people were like, we will if we're in LA, but like not like all the time because that's a lot of driving. And you're like, yeah, yeah. that's the nice thing about Zoom is there's, yeah. there's no driving. And that is awesome. And people's lifestyles have changed because of the pandemic, even though gyms are open and they might want to go back to a gym. I have one client who's a one-on-one person still. And she's like, now I've gotten like two hours back in my day because I don't have to leave my house, go to the gym and come back. So I can just turn off the computer, train with you for 45 minutes, put some powder on my face and get back on the camera. Exactly. Yep. So it really did change things. So, you know, as much as much as I've had moments where I'm like, I cannot stare at the screen anymore. 
Um, I'm very grateful that <laughs> yeah. I pivoted that way. Yeah. Um, and it's and even that since the pandemic till now, this online my my business has seen many different iterations trying to figure out what's best. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely changed things. Now for you, I, I have talked about that I love your kind of philosophy. Tell our audience what you would consider your philosophy and let's talk about you a little bit, how you kind of got there. Okay. Well, it's so funny. I struggle with this, like, what's your elevator pitch? <laughs> what's your, and I'm always like, oh God, I don't know what to say. Um, I will say that like, uh, my expertise is training anyone on anything, no matter their experience, their current capabilities, um, or what they have at their disposal, right? Like mm-hmm. if they're in a gym or if in their house, that's one thing, Mark. So I, my, I have a client who he always, when he, he shouts me out a lot online, he says, this woman is the trainer for every body, not everybody, but every body. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which is used a lot. So it's not like that's a unique tagline. A lot of people use it, but, um, one thing that Mark Fisher, my time there was invaluable is that, we were trained to teach 14 people as if they were in a one-on-one. Mm. Like we had certain protocols we had to, to, I'm not giving anything away. We had certain protocols that were expected of us, meaning like you need to connect with each person multiple times and give them like hands-on really good cues. Yeah. And at the time it was really hard because I didn't, I was new. Now it's like in my back, you know, it's like, I don't yeah, have to think nature. about it. Yeah. Yeah, but because of that, it's I can, you know, I could probably tell anybody, I could probably teach anybody how to properly hinge in under thirty seconds. I love that, right? Um, so I didn't really answer your one. question with it. It's a hard <laughs> one, I know. I didn't, I didn't like give you like an exact answer, but I, I guess it's like the ability to coach anyone at any place, anytime. For for you, let's let's like we know you grew up athletic. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now for yourself and fitness? Great question. Um, I'm on an upswing. Love it, love it. <laughs> for sure. Uh, backing up a little bit about 10 to 12 years ago, I and I still do, but like my 20s and from my 20s to my mid-30s, um, I really struggled with emotional eating and binge eating. Mm-hmm. And... It was, you know, I would go to a gym, I'd do a thing, and then, like, my mental health would be such that I would soothe with overeating. Um, and I'm very open about this, so I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, so fitness was always something that, like, was to fix my food behavior, mm. right? Yeah. Like, I have to lose weight, I have to change my body because I'm this, because I'm that. Yeah. And then as a client or ninja at Mark Fisher Fitness, I started to discover what it felt like to actually feel really strong and powerful again. And that kind of helped me then. And then I actually sought more help around food and I hired like a food coach and I like, I've been on that journey as well. So that being said, um, up until the pandemic, I was the, the interesting thing is owning a business, owning the gym I had in LA, I barely worked out. I was so exhausted. I was in the worst shape of my life. Everyone's like, you have an empty gym of kettlebells. I was like, yeah, but the last thing I wanted to do was stay in the gym. Yeah, It was so hard to motivate yeah. myself. Um, so I'll just give you like the most recent, currently where I'm at. So in September, so 
Sorry, sorry, listeners. I'm backing up. <laughs> no, I'm, in in, LA, I'm invested. The listeners are invested. Yeah, in LA, um, I left LA about a year ago right now. And the last year and a half I was in LA, I was trying to figure out what pain I was, like what was causing the pain. I had pain in my lower back, pain in my hips. Um, I was getting physical therapy on Zoom. I was spending money everywhere and nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, phys- the, per- the physical therapist I was working with, I said to him, I was like, I have not broken a sweat in a year. And this was like in 2020 at some point. And I said, and I do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, would you be up for spinning? And I said, sure. He's like, it won't hurt you. My dog's barking. <laughs> um, he's like, it won't hurt you. I was like, great. And I didn't even need, I didn't hear, I did not need to hear anything else. I was on that offer up app within five minutes and I bought a used Peloton. <laughs> I love it. And I, and I had it in two days. And I finally had something where I could exert energy and sweat again. And it just, that alone shifted things, started to shift things back to where I start, started to feel like myself. So I would Peloton and walk or hike. And that was it. Okay. And it still, I still was in pain, but not more pain. Okay. So that, I moved back to New York um, in about a year ago. So we'll just say 2022. And um, the pain started to come back and it would come and go and my mental health was really struggling. And here I am like, I moved back to home. I thought I was moving home. I'd lived in New York for 16 years wow. before I moved to LA. And I got there and within like six months, I was like, I don't know if this is it, blah, 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 blah. All these things I like, get, did I make the right decision? This, that, and the other. So I kind of decided that I was going to ride out my sublease there and get out because I just wasn't, I couldn't figure out how to feel good, period. Physically emotionally, everything. And then just before I moved out of New York, I had been going to the doctor and getting blood work done. And I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's syndrome or Hashimoto's disease. It kind of interchangeably, they call it one of those two things. And I went to the endocrinologist and he's like, we got your blood work back. You have Hashimoto's. And I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Mm. And he said, have you been in pain? I said, yes. Have you been anxious and depressed? Yes. Um, There there was a third question. Every answer was yes. And he was like, uh, in a side effect, not to overshare, but I said nothing was off limits. He's like, you, for the female listeners and men, you should know this too. um, I had gone into my Hashimoto's side effect was I went into ovulatory dysfunction. Mm. So I hadn't had a cycle in two years and we couldn't figure out why. Oh, wild. And he's like, so you have Hashimoto's and you have zero progesterone in your system. So the progesterone is causing you in the mood, you know, your mood, uh, depression and anxiety. Um, And so he's like, we need to put you on some progesterone and some thyroid medication and give it a few months. So this was September. Within like two weeks, my low back pain was like 70% gone. Wow. After years of having it. After years. It was mind blowing. And I'd done a little bit of research without going down a complete rabbit hole. But a lot of women, men do have Hashimoto's, but it's mostly women. A lot of women had said I had this unexplainable low back, like pain or stiffness is how it was described. And that's exactly what I had. Mm. So 
that was explained. The progesterone started helping. Like my focus changed pretty quickly. My moods were better. Um, and I was able to start training again. Wow. So, so that's all September. And I moved out of New York again. <laughs> okay. You so said bye. I said bye. Not, not right now. I tried to twice. I need life to be a little easier. Um, so I'm currently in Dallas, Texas, of all places. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Twist. Yeah. One of my best friends in the world lives here. And he's like, just come for like six months. Give yourself a hot second, reset, whatever. So when I got here, I had researched online. I found this trainer. Her name is Emily Kybird. And she has this program called Thyroid Strong. And I looked her up. And on her website, I saw she used to be in New York. Um, on her website, I saw a picture of this guy I knew who used to do like trainer um, in services with us back at Mark Fisher. And he's amazing and really intelligent and an awesome coach. So he like... I saw him on her website and I was like, okay, she's like, it was the trust factor I needed to like reach out to this woman. Right. Yeah. So she has this 12 week program called thyroid strong for women with Hashimoto's to learn how to strength train. It's such a big component of healing and feeling better. And so I reached out to her and told her who I was and how I found her. And I was like, I don't like the first six weeks of her program are very much like, here's how you hold a kettlebell. Here's how you, you know, all those things, which is awesome because she really, teaches great technique to people who've never touched one. And she's like, why don't you just do the six week second half of it? Because you already know what you're doing. You're a trainer. I said, I just need someone else to tell me what to do for a while. Yeah. And I need to go slow because it's been so long and my strength is gone and left my own devices. I would probably pick up a 32 kilogram kettlebell and try to swing it. Like, sure. Not really, but you know, <laughs> so, so I did it and I did this program and I went and I joined a, old school, like Texas family fitness box gym. Oh my God. I it's love amazing. So much. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Cause the guy who signed me up, he was like 25 years old. I'm old enough to be his mother. <laughs> and he was like, wait, you're a trainer. I was like, yeah. He's like, are you here? Do you want a job? I was like, no. He's like, well, how do you train people? I was like online. He's like, what? <laughs> and, um, he's like, well, we do have a membership. I said, I don't know how, how long I'm going to be in Dallas. He goes, well, we do have a membership that you can quit anytime. You know, we have this like room where you can go sit on these chairs that like kind of give you like a muscle massage, blah, blah. He's like, it's our most expensive one though. I was like, okay, how much is it? He's like $25. I was like, done. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm month. rich. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So anyway, I want the I massage chairs. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I use it. They're great. I love anyway. it. So that got me back. So this was like October. Here I am going back to the gym three days a week, picking up a kettlebell, you know, humbly picking up like a 12 kilogram bell and squatting it and being like, oh my God, this feels so hard. Mm. But it got me back into training. And with that, and I got some like sports medicine stuff done here to help me with some other, you know, just some, just more healing stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling more like I'm feeling more physically like myself when it comes to training for my own health than I have in years. Wow. What's up, Bell Babies? I got to interrupt this episode to tell you guys about one of our newer sponsors, Roan. Now, if you have, you know, a man in your life, which I'll, you know, be lucky enough to say that I do, man, their clothes needed an upgrade. Are you, am I right? Um, no, but 
seriously, men's clothing, they just don't get to have as much fun. Um, and that's where Roan comes in. Roan is, is literally like their commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. Okay. And, uh, you know, I am not wearing their clothes, but I did get the hookup here for my husband to get a few items and he looks good to me and I can tell he feels good. You know, he's feeling himself when he's wearing Roan's clothes. So Roan, they help you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection. So it offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, those quarter zips and polos. So you never have to worry about what to wear when you have this commuter collection from Roan. They're comfortable in like a way that it's like, like Jason is, he's active. My husband, he's a, he's a paraplegic, but his, the part he can be active with his top part. That's where those Roan shirts go. He can move, get around. It has like this like wrinkle, technology, anti-wrinkle technology and anti-odor technology that mean that means he can he can kind of be his back is squished up against his chair. He's kind of, you know, the bottom part could get wrinkly, but these shirts, they don't they don't wrinkle. He can be seated all day and he is still looking fresh. Okay. Also he's smelling fresh, which this is the this is the truest part of the dream. It's like anti-odor technology that leave you smelling fresh and clean all day long. And it's also Roan is a hundred percent machine washable. So you don't even have to dry clean it, which let me tell you what, one less place to go. Now these shirts, they can go from like regular, I got a zoom call with some people I want to look nice for, it can go right, right into date night. And also you could, you know, lift, lift some weights. Listen, I put my husband through the ringer and he's wearing this shirt. I had to be able to say, Hey, Roan, my Ronies out there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you guys are called Ronies, but I wanted to be able to speak truthfully. And so I made him exercise with, with his uh, commuter shirt on and he could. It was easy breezy. He smelled good. He was wrinkle free, you guys. So check out Roan. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash dumbbells and use promo code dumbbells to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E dot com slash dumbbells and use code dumbbells. You guys, it's time to find your corner office comfort. Let's get back to the show. Wow. I mean, I, I feel the, I feel some like of the stress of like, I have been trying to rest. I have some shoulder, like probably a soft tissue injury from probably four years ago that 
never was dealt with. And I mm-hmm. constantly have pain in my shoulders. And I've had like a few massages where the different massage therapists were like, you need to stop whatever you're doing <laughs> immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I can't because I do this for a living. So yeah. suck it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like the last one, the last one I had, she was like, you like, you really need help. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. And I was, so I've like, I have like had to stop like doing like push ups because I feel like you have to do push ups if you're a trainer. Like, isn't that like in the rule book? Isn't that somewhere, right? I know. <laughs> my push ups, this is going to sound, I'm judging myself. So I'm just going to say, my push ups are terrible right now. Like, <laughs> I mean, terrible. So right. Especially right but now. But like, it is what it is. Anyway, I can continue. Yeah. So, it, and like, I tore my hamstring. Like, three months ago. And so I haven't been able to do any of my favorite stuff. And so I like yesterday, finally, I've been like slowly bringing some things back just to check, see where we're at. And Mm -hmm. I was doing like step ups with five pound weights in each hand. And I was like, this is so humbling to like, no one's looking at me. I'm in my house. Like no one cares. I'm just like, I'm like flashing back to when I could do this with twenties or thirties. And now I'm holding fives. And I don't remember the last time I did an exercise with fives, but it was like, it was hard to hold myself back without trying to like, push it to the limit because can I still do what I could do five months ago when I was feeling really strong. And so it is, it's interesting to be a trainer to do, to have this like tension of, do I look like a trainer? Can I do the tricks? And I'm going to, you know, air quote here. Can I do the trainer tricks? Mm -hmm. Can I still do a pistol squat? No, I can't because I fucked up my hamstring. So guess what? Mm-hmm. I have to I have to rebuild. And mm-hmm. like that tension is real. And I don't think I expected it when I became yeah. one. I didn't, I, I guess I just, I didn't see that part of it coming. Yeah. And it has been very interesting. Um, I have so much to say about that. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> In do you want me to inter- me. <laughs> okay so the do I look like a trainer that was probably it might still if I'm being honest probably still part of my one of my things that I come back to but um I remember once I was at this like fitness social something or another in New York and like a bunch of trainers were at a bar and I was like oh god whatever but I went <laughs> and these two women were standing together next to me at the bar. And I think they were like at an Equinox or something like that in New York as trainers. And I was like, oh, cool. They're like, well, what do you do? I was like, I work at Mark Fisher Fitness. They're like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a trainer there or I'm on the training team, I think is what I said. They go, oh, and then look me down Mm. and up together, like in sync almost. (laughs) Like a sketch, like a SNL sketch? Totally. And that stayed with, that's uh, clearly, I still remember it. Right. And what I have learned over a decade is, and what I'm going to, what I'm assuming you're, you're experiencing as well is that the more clarity we have around our own journey, the more empathetic it makes us as trainers. 
Mm. And that's what keeps people coming back. Um, obviously, we want people to come back because that's how we make our living too, right? right? But I think the more we can say, I totally understand and this is why, mm. right? Because I think if I look back to all the times before I was a trainer that I was doing some class or somewhere and people like, oh, I know, me too. I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. Because they, but it, first of all, it wasn't their job to get it. But I do think as I personally think as a trainer, it is my job to share why I get it. Yeah. Because the people are trusting me with a very um, important journey and, I tend to train people that we talk more about longevity and less about immediate results. Yeah. It's probably because that's my own mission. Um, and so I think the more we can share whatever, to, whatever we're comfortable sharing, but the more we can share about our own journeys and the realness of them, the more relatable we are and the more seen and understood people feel. I mean, yeah, I, I think on my good days, that's how that's the, yeah. I can kind of tap into that. And I, I love when I can tap into that and, and connect with someone because I haven't just, I, there isn't one just like linear line for me. And, and I think so many people resonate with that. And I used to be scared to like admit like that Mm -hmm. part and not even before I was a trainer. Like I just, I, I thought you just got to a weight and you just stayed it. And then you are good and everyone likes you and then you like yourself and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is yeah. wrong. I have, I've learned or, or it's unattainable maybe is the. Unattainable, but also the whole message points around like get in the best shape of your life and be happy. Yeah. Whatever that means. I just, you know, kind of paraphrasing a gajillion different things that come out in the beginning of every year. Yeah. Got um, but like that whole messaging It's just, you know, there's this woman in LA. She's an actress. She's an improviser as well. I I did improv on a cruise ship once, and the guy who ran the improv show was a big-time Second City Chicago guy, actually Improv Olympics. And he said, never say improver. That's not what we are. We're improvisers. (laughs) And improv is not the verb improvises so don't say go improv this it's improv like he was like oh my gosh. very so I'm always that. so like how do I say anyway <laughs> my friend do you know do you know Emily Tully I don't okay I feel like you guys would probably be in a similar world yeah world anyway she was a friend of mine from cruise ship day she lives in LA she came to my gym and she did my, uh, she was there for a while and I was doing these like testimonial things, right. To help with the marketing and all that kind of stuff. And she said to me, and I need to remind her that she said this to me and I use it all the time. She's like, what I've learned being here is that I kept up until now, I've continued to chase results mm. and I need to chase a feeling. That's good. Cause if I chase a feeling, I'll be successful and the results will follow. So wow, that's like a that's like a right. Yeah, she she should get some credit for that. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tag her on this when you post it. Yeah, but I say that all the time because if if we can chase, my brother is a little bit older than me. He's doing this big program right now. He's like dedicated and doing an amazing job. And he, I said, Chris, 
Go in there and every time you show up to this class, chase whatever it is you want to feel at the end. He's like, I just want to feel successful. I said, great. Mm. If you show up and you do the work and you leave, you're succeeding and Mm. you're going to feel successful and then you're going to feel proud. Then you're going to get momentum and then eventually motivation shows up, right? We can't just motivate ourselves. And so if we just say, I just want to, that's what helped me get through this kettlebell program. This Hashimoto's training thing is that I said, I just want to feel strong again. And I might not be moving the same weight I moved five years ago, but I'm moving more than I did yesterday. That's, some would say, beautiful. And it felt great. Yeah. So chase the feeling, not the result. God. Um, that Hashimoto's program, is that online and you just can take mm-hmm. it? Okay, yeah. So if any lis- yeah. if anyone's listening, because I have a I have a close friend that has um, Hashimoto's, and um, so I think like if you're anywhere, it sounds like you can. It's all virtual. Yeah, it's all a virtual program. Um, I think if you just Google thyroid strong, it will come up. Okay. Yeah, and her name is Emily, Doctor Emily Kybird, K I B E R D. She's awesome. And uh, are you taking clients right now? Are you are you out uh, in the fields working? In the fields working, I um I actually just launched. Funny you should ask. Karen. Oh yes, I just launched an all new program. The first time I've done anything like this. Oh my gosh! So I um I went to this awesome fitness summit in um. Austin, Texas in November. And a lot of women I know from the fitness industry were there and there were all these great breakout rooms and main panels and all this stuff. And I was just so, I needed the inspiration to say the least. And I left extremely motivated. And for the first time, I think ever, I took the fastest action on something I've ever taken. And so, um, I, I I have a current client roster of online one-on-one clients Mm -hmm. that I do over zoom. Um, and I'm pretty much closing that door. Like I'm not going to not train those people anymore, but I'm not necessarily uh-huh. actively seeking a ton of new one-on-one. Like I could, you know, there's room for a little bit, but, um, yesterday was day one. Wait, today's Monday. Today is day one of leading lady fitness online It's a completely virtual training program. Um, it's all facilitated through the app called true coach. And, um, I have two different tiers of, um, of, in, of registration. One is uh, you get your workouts for the month. We coach via the app. And then the second one includes like a monthly one-on-one if you want it. But oh, um, that's really cool. Yeah. So it launched yesterday. I have people probably working out as we speak. God, and that's so fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a three month, the initial commitment's three months. So if you signed up for it, you are working out with me for at least three months so that we can like actually work together and not just give it a month and be done. Yeah. Um, and essentially they get, you know, personal training attention for, you know, less than two sessions would cost probably. Wow. That's great. Um, yeah, it's great. The app is pretty fantastic. It's, um, it's, you can really like, you can share videos. Like if somebody, if you were like my client and you were like, I'm just going to record my, my goblet squat today and upload it to my client portal. I'll get an alert. Wow. And I go in and I watch it and I can type in and be like, Aaron, this looks great. Next time, make sure your left foot isn't so far back or whatever I need to say. Right. Yeah. My Chest a little higher always, at the bottom. Yeah. It's always that wild. damn left yeah. foot. <laughs> it's always so on anyway, its own journey. 
people can get some individualized attention. And so that launched this week and um, there's open enrollment. I enroll new clients on Thursdays for the following week. Okay. So you can't just like, if you signed up today, you technically wouldn't start working out until next week. Um, just to give everybody some time to get all their shit together. Um, a lot of people are doing it from home. So I'll do like a little quick zoom call or FaceTime with people to see what their equipment is and make sure they, you know, like, great, go to hop on Amazon or go to target and get this dumbbell or get some more stuff. Um, and honestly, it's for me, the reason, one of the major whys behind this program is so that I can be independent in my location. Yeah. Um, and if I were offer, you know, were to be offered a one month gig in Sacramento for waitress, hell yeah, <laughs> hello manifestation. <laughs> um, I could say yes and keep my clients and keep my business growing. I think that's, that's so smart. That's so cool. And I, you know, I'll, I'll be looking all of this up right after. <laughs> yeah. There's also a food and there's a bit of food coaching involved as well. I love, I love that. I think, yeah. I mean, God, the food is the. It's all hard, it's a, but the food is freaking always, it's always yep. knocking. Yep. Oh, okay. Wait. So where can people find this? Where can people find you? Thank you. I can't believe how quick this time went. Um, you can find me on Instagram at leading underscore lady underscore fitness. <laughs> Your um, hair went perfectly with that. <laughs> I know. I know. But, um, my website is leadingladyfit.com. Unfortunately, the other one wasn't available. I also have my own podcast. It's um, two seasons of it on the Broadway Podcast Network, where I talk to a lot of people in the fit, in the Broadway community around their journey with food and fitness and taking care of themselves. Um, Love it. So yeah. What's that one called? Online. It's just called the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep it simple. Love I it. keep it real easy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Steph, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope some of our, our bell babies check you out. Go give her a follow. See what her whole thing is about. Because um, I'm into it and everybody else should be too. Okay. Aw. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. And do you want to do the sign off with me? Me and Stanger usually do it, but he's, you know, taking sure. a nap probably. So. What is it? <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry. I, I do have to tell you. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to say blah, 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 blah. Remind everybody out there listening to train dirty. And then you say oh, eat oh. clean. And uh -huh. I, and then we say together live in between. Oh, okay. 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 Right. Here we go. Okay. All right. On behalf of me, Stanger, wherever you are, Steph leading lady fitness, we'd like to remind everybody out there listening to train dirty, eat clean and, and live in, in between. between. Bye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.